Drinking night. With an anime problem. I'm Laura. I'm Matt. Tonight we watched Suzume. Yeah. Which is the same people who did... Your Name. Oh, uh, yeah. Your Name and Weathering. Weathering with You. And The Garden of Words, which was a short that you and I watched a while ago. Yeah, I'm sure. Stylistically, it's they're pretty consistent stylistically. They just they have such an incredible use of color. It's pretty easy to point out and be mm -hmm. like, "Oh, that's Makoto Shinkai." That one. Yes, that's that guy. Which, to be fair, like a movie every three years, that that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. So thoughts. It started really, really strong. It, it kind of reminded me of Weathering With You. It's a shame because I feel like Your Name is an incredible film. And ever since, there's been this expectation to but have a story one. that stands up to the quality of writing of Your Name. Mm -hmm. And Suzume, it, it, it's got a... You know what? I'll, I'll rank it better than Weathering With You, but not as good as Your Name. I could see that, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this was a movie that really through the first two thirds was really strong. And then in a similar way to a lot of Studio Ghibli films, the the stumbled at the finish line didn't really stick the ending. Yes. I was afraid of that because yeah. I knew that your name had been so critically acclaimed mm -hmm. that I would have been certain that if Suzume was as well produced and written, that it would have been something yeah. that would have been a bigger deal outside of Japan. Yeah, yeah, that that people would, the expectations were high enough and the marketing would have been built in that if it was as good, you'd have seen it really get hit out of the park. And the fact that we didn't see that kind of pop prominent publicity, you, you did sit down thinking, okay, this is, this should be good, but how good? Yeah, yeah which is nice to go in with reduced expectations. It's yeah. been on my to-do list for a while because I do like, anime candy and this stuff was beautiful mm, yeah visually absolutely spectacular um yeah kind of hard to summarize i mean in the sense that like again that the the lack of that stuck landing means that it's hard to really follow a through line straight through the the, the right because you've got two essential hearts to the movie you've yeah. got her relationship with her mother and cute boy yeah yeah because so suzume is a high school 17 year old 17 we we think not really clear but hopefully clear. hopefully I mean, 17 the love interest is in grad school right. so maybe there's some translation there about how old high school is and how old grad school is yeah. i don't know but anyway suzume is a high school student uh who stumbles her way into uh this interaction with a boy who closes these gates and mm. the the gates are things that they're doors they're abandoned doors, doors to that, another dimension that have houses these catastrophic a catastrophic worm that's constantly trying to break into our dimension and cause catastrophe yeah. usually through earthquakes yep so he that's his his job is to close job. these gates and he, prevent them from being opened uh and suzume and your classic protagonisty way accidentally accidentally opens one and not only that but unlocks one of these keystone keystone, that, keystone turns into a fluffy little kitty yeah and the keystones are like a big deal that like constrain i guess the worst aspects of this worm and you have an adventure across japan oh oh uh, also the uh the kid the, the keystone turns her 
boyfriend interest into a chair. Uh, and so the two of them are on this journey across Japan yes. to return him to his human body, recapture the keystone and prevent the mother of all worm apocalypses from being unleashed on, on Japan. Yeah. So all in all, like it's not a long movie. It's very mm -hmm. beautiful. I mean, I, I weirdly am going to say, I would recommend it. Yeah. I would recommend it with having lower expectations. Like, don't go in expecting your name. It's not yeah. that good. But if you like Miyazaki, the world building mm -hmm. is on par, in my opinion, yeah. with a lot of what Miyazaki does, but in a different way. Where Miyazaki is very magical, very mm -hmm. like... There is an aspect of this movie, specifically the cat and the mm -hmm. worms that That's are very, very magical yeah. and Miyazaki-esque. But the execution visually is just so absolutely gorgeous that if you like Miyazaki, I think you would like. Yeah. I think you would not be wasting your time yeah. if you watched yeah. and Suzume. I, I agree with that. But yeah, I think the, the thing that struck me coming out of this film was the conversations that we had on how the... It seemed like the relationship with her adopted mother should have been more prominent. Um, mm. And they spent a lot of time on this kind of magical fetch quest. Um, but the underlying kind of personal narrative, the human part of, of, of the story, or, or what seemed to be left, that was left on the cutting room floor, is Susan May's mom actually died when she was a kid. And right. she's been raised by her aunt, and her aunt is struggling to connect with and parent her. Um, and throughout the film, she's running across Japan, trying to save it on this big, important, I'm an adolescent out in the world, trying to adult, do the important, responsible thing task. But she's got her aunt calling her this like surrogate mother figure, like, hey, you're not safe. You need to come back. Where are you? You need to tell me what's going on. I'm really worried about you. There's like a spreading of wings aspect to it. And mm -hmm. then there's this conflict of like, you're not my real mom. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's baked in, but but never fully really explored, even though it seems to be an important emotional underpinning. It does. One of the weakest moments in the film is when the kitty apparently has a, there's a second kitty. And I'm not sure if it was the other kitty or this evil kitty that possesses question mark. The ant for about a minute as the ant then starts berating Suzume saying, you're the reason I was never able to have a normal life because I was responsible for you. Yeah. And it was. The characters all like credit misplaced. this to something supernatural that right. that wasn't her. But then it's never really. But then she does acknowledge like, well, to be fair, I have felt that, that. way sometimes in my darkest times. Well. Yeah. And it's interesting in that it's like, it's such a prominent moment within the film emotionally yeah and yet there's nothing else in the plot itself that supports that or does anything with it nor is nor is the magical mechanism through which that is accomplished explained in any way right. if anything it, it doesn't tie into anything either of the cats were trying to do it's right. not explained which one did it how or why and then it's just kind of dropped like it's it's not like one of the cats is like super possessive of Suzume and is, sees that her aunt loves her and is trying to like destroy that relationship so that cat does the possession. Yeah. Like it's it's not clearly articulated. It's just like out of nowhere, her mom her aunt starts saying these really hurtful things, yeah. and then like midway through it, Suzume realizes 
this isn't her. She's not the one saying this. She would never say this. Right. And then like there's like cat magic in the background right. and then the two magic cats fight. But it's not clear which one of them is the one that do, instigated, that, instigated yeah. that. Like like clearly one cat is stopping the other. But, but the motives are so opaque that it's not yes. even clear which cat did it. Yes. It's an important moment but doesn't really tie into anything else in the plot. Yeah. As you and I were walking around, we were kind of talking about alternative ways of kind of stitching together something mm -hmm. a little bit more cohesive. Mm -hmm. I'm still a huge fan of basically dropping the love interest. Because I think one of the biggest weaknesses of the plot is that you are trying to figure out, is this a story about Suzume trying to find out her mom? Because she kind of has this core memory of walking through the other world on the other side of the, the gate side of the gate on a hilltop with her mother and finding her mother there yeah and so it's kind of this thing that's kind of always they, vis yeah, they visually reference it a couple of times yeah. there's a great great moment with the diary mm -hmm. where her mom supposedly died in the tsunami when she was a kid and so what happened at that point in time well eventually suzume finds her old diary and it's like Happy sunshine, I have a family, oh, school's going really well. And then you just turn a page and it's just like completely black crayon. Yeah, like child Suzume has just like censored and edited out these like five days of her life. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where you, you know, that's the moment Suzume realizes, you know, that she was connected to this supernatural event. But yeah. And that's why she can see the worm when yeah. no one else can. Yeah. But she then, was lost in the world of the dead, essentially. Yeah, yeah. But but then to your point, like the, that that seems really important. But we get very little in terms of like screen time for, you know, if 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 you had rewritten the film to where Suzume has these kind of you're not my real mom, my real mom's out there. I know she's alive. I saw her mm -hmm. kind of arguments with her aunt, and then turn the quest to close all the gates into a combo where she's trying to save Japan, but also this is a lead for that question about your mother that's always been unanswered. Make that mom, that search for the missing mom more prominent. That would make the ending where she actually crosses over into the gates hit harder. Right. Would. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah, because she has this moment where she like crosses over and she's, she's on the other side of the gates and she actually sees herself as a child wandering around lost looking for her mom and confused and then adult Suzume herself who resembles her mom now approaches this kid and says everything's going to be all right there are people who care about you yeah yeah and so you have this really nice moment thematically where mm -hmm. it's not her mom that she found it's not her mom reassuring her it was herself yeah and so it could have been really really effective the biggest problem though is that in the plot Suzume's motives totally 180 about halfway through she's kind of interested in seeing her mom and being in it and being her own person and kind of crawling out of this kind of maybe little depression hole that they suggest that she's in and then all of a sudden she's just like all i want is to find my boyfriend yeah and it just sucks because there's so much potential for these real mm -hmm. for this really powerful narrative 
mm-hmm. around familial love, and it totally turns okay. into romance. Not not only that, but you know the speech that she gives to Baby Suzume at the end is all about how yeah, it, it, it's all about how like people love you and you your mom's gone, your mom's but, gone but, but someday, but, but someday, well, and the pro- you're gonna have a boyfriend, well, and it, your boyfriend, you'll love your boyfriend very much. Well, which is that, like, that, well, that, well, that's part of the problem is that like all the relationships that she's supposedly drawing all this strength from are new within the last like two or three days right there there's the aunt yeah there's the aunt that's the only person that's been there since the beginning then everybody else is the new boyfriend the friend she made in the town across the uh, across the the strait with the Mm -hmm. onsen the two ladies that run a little uh, hostess club with their kids. It, and it, with their kids, like Soto's grandpa. So yeah, like everyone the, in the city. People Socho's that she's met. Friend, yeah, yeah. Soto's friend with the car. Yeah, like these are all friends that she's just discovered like two or three days ago. Yeah, and 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 so these it, it's hard to to buy those relationships being the the energy that gives her the strength to like become the adult who comforts her crying in her child. Right? And it just sucks because it's like they have they have brick slayed for a much better story there where all they had to do was make these pre-existing relationships that she had drawn away from that she just receded into herself. Mm-hmm. Or that she's so focused on the search for the missing mother that she doesn't realize or appreciate. She feels alone and abandoned, yeah. but doesn't realize that her aunt's been there all along. There's the teacher at her school that taught her third grade and has kept tabs on her ever since. There's, you know, the shopkeeper down the street who like always, you know, always gave her a thing. It gives her an extra ice cream or something like, you know, like if, if those relationships had been longer standing, mm-hmm. I, you would, they would, they would, they would have been more profound. Yeah. They would, they would have it fed would, more for that moment. Right. And it's just, it's just, ah, oh, it kills me because it's so beautiful and it's so mm-hmm. visually spectacular. Mm-hmm. And the story isn't, the premise isn't terrible. The premise is, the premise premise is, is pretty great. interesting. Yeah. And just that, that there are these moments where it's like, the worm is coming through in abandoned places. And the way that you close these gates is that you focus your mind and try to listen to the voices of the past, the people that were once here and all of the memories made in these abandoned places. And it just has so much tonality and so much texture, so much emotion in Mm -hmm. these moments. And it, it, it just, the, the plot just, doesn't live up to the beautiful Mm -hmm. visuals, the marvelous soundtrack, the textured emotional premise. Yeah. And and, and the thing is for the first two thirds of the film, while, Mm -hmm. while the, while the question, where is all this going? What's the, what's the catch? What's the twist? What's the, what's the, what what are the, what are the things that are going to untangle this knot? While that question is unanswered and you're just living in the kind of discovery of the mystery phase for the first two thirds of the film, it's great and engrossing. And then once they finally reach the stage where they're like, all right, here's what's behind the door. We're going to start wrapping this up. We're going to start giving you the key things and the key answers. Now, all of a sudden, it's you. The answers are, are less interesting and, and it loses a lot of steam down the stretch. And it loses a lot of power in, in mm-hmm. what it's trying to say. Yeah. I still can't even tell you what it's trying to say other than like, go get a boyfriend. Especially one that's like 10 years older than you when you're a teenager. <laughs> like, 
come on. I thought we just finished the Beguiled, which was full of weird power <laughs> dynamic relationships. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the God, that soundtrack is so good. So Red Wings. The flip side, I think the aunt will get a, get a much younger boyfriend. If not too. See, is the aunt going to end up with the boy at the office? Which boy will the aunt choose? Only the fan fiction can tell you. I hope she ends up with the teacher from the the, the, the young boy teacher. He seems he's he was a lot cooler. Because <laughs> he listened to like weird indie music and, and he had a convertible that didn't work. It was great. <laughs> the movie had so much charm. It had so much charm and so many cute little personable moments. It made me just want to go to Japan and just ride my bicycle around and eat sushi and go hiking through all of the ancient forests with little kitties yeah. that can talk but yeah. yeah the cat also was weird because like at first the so the keystone that she pulls becomes a cat mm. the cat is then running around and they're chasing it across uh japan trying to well uh, no because don't forget at first form. she pulls the cat the cat darts away and then she sees the cat on the open window and she's like, oh, you poor kitty, I'm going to feed you. Yeah. And then the cat suddenly thinks like, oh, Suzume and I could be best friends. This was another idea that we had that I, I kind of like, mm -hmm. is that I, I wish that the cat had been a cat toy or a plastic toy or something, something that Suzume had, had been a carrying around. To. For the last 12 years, ever since her mom died. didn't know it was a keystone. Didn't know it was a keystone, but did develop this, like, relationship that kids have with their toys and their stuffed animals. Mm -hmm. And then it would have provided a little bit more. Uh, to be because, fair. No, 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 because you're right. I think that's a brilliant plan. Because when the cat pops up, the cat's like, I love you and you love me. And, and Susan May's just like, what? And then she turns, and then the cat, isn't that the moment the cat turns the boyfriend into a chair? Yeah, because he wants to, because the Suzume's kind of like, kind of likes the boyfriend. And the cat and doesn't like, like well, that. Well, that's getting in the way of things. Yeah. And then the cat spends the rest of this, the rest of the movie, or at least the first two thirds of it, running away from Suzume. Well, running uh, towards the doors. Yeah, I guess he thinks he's helping by, by, by showing her where them. all the gates yeah. are. But then every time they show up at the gate, instead of explaining, hi, I am the cat who loves Suzume and would like to lead you to the doors, the cat just kind of screws with them and runs away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just, it, I don't know. They're, it's very disjointed in, in that, or at least that, the, that part the, of it was hard yeah. to parse. It's just a shame because there's so much potential. The music is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And the way that they both have the Radwimp song and that echoing throughout the movie and throughout the score in the same way that you kind of have like Spider-Man did that with like, yeah. you know, it's just really, really well done the way that these mm -hmm. motifs from the pop song are strung throughout the rest of the soundtrack and the rest of the film's score. Yeah, It's just... It's just, it's just one of those movies that just kills me because there's so much there and yet it just doesn't deliver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 